Are you ready to take your leadership skills to the next level? Whether you're a new volunteer or a veteran scouter, Wood Badge is for you. Wood Badge is the BSA's advanced training program for adult leaders and is coming to the Cherokee Area Council this fall. Scouters will acquire valuable tools such as listening, communicating, conflict management, project planning, and leading change. All skills that will deliver an improved program and a more meaningful experience for the youth we serve. Additionally, you'll make lasting connections with other leaders from across our council. Wood Badge is a five-day course spread over two weekends, September 8th to the 10th and September 30th to October 1st, held at beautiful Skymont Scout Reservation. To learn more about Wood Badge and to register, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Space is limited, so don't miss this opportunity. Wood Badge, leadership for scouting, leadership for America. The rustle of leaves through the wind. The hoot of an owl. Crickets. The crackle of a well-built campfire. The sounds of nature surround us all. If we can just find it through the noise of everyday life. If you follow the scout trail, it'll lead you to nature, to real life skills, leadership, and much more for the youth of our great nation. Welcome to Scout On Chattanooga, a podcast designed to encourage and embrace youth leadership right here in our area. Now, from the scenic city, here's Sean Whitfield, Jared Pickens, and Cubmaster Kyle. The property purchased in 1968 and built for the Cherokee Area Council's premier summer camp with the first camp beginning in 1973. Howdy, y'all. I'm Cubmaster Kyle along with Jared Pickens. How you doing, buddy? Hey, I'm doing great, man. How are we you? We are live from Skymont. We're live 50th, again. 50th anniversary. We're, Can you believe well, it? Well, you and I are live. Yeah. We're not sure about the livelihood of our... <laughs> Our honored host, Mr. Sean Whitfield. I, I haven't seen him around here. I think he was too embarrassed from the uh, the, the pants situation the pant, to come the, up here the again. Pantsgate 2022. <laughs> Pantsgate. It, well, it's your Lord. fault because you told him we would get redemption. I, I think he, he shied away from the opportunity yeah. for redemption. He shied away from the genes of destiny. <laughs> That's what we'll call him. So, so this is our way of saying we miss you, Sean. And we hope you come back soon. <laughs> he will be back. He we, just is tied up right now. We do have a, a wonderful guest host. He is a district executive for the Cherokee Area Council. District BSA. and program executive. And program executive. He's extra. Excuse me. And especially the staff advisor for summer camp up here at Skymont Scout Reservation. And that is the wonderful Brent Baker. Welcome to the program. <laughs> Guys, thanks for asking me. Uh, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. What did you wish for, Kyle? I wish for Brent to be our guest host. Well, then you got it. I know. Excellent. Welcome, thanks, Brent. Thanks for being here. I'm wish to lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> Brent, Brent not to... We'll, we'll make you a staff member. You can walk camp next year for, the, you know, for about three, four weeks and... Uh, we can work on that. Yeah, that actually. Well, I, I don't know. Y'all feed pretty well in the uh, in the uh, dining hall. So, <laughs> Mr. Kyle, I see that Brent has passed the pants test. He did, yeah. He, in fact, is not wearing pants. Uh, excuse me, audience. He is wearing. <laughs> he does have. He pants has bottoms on. on okay, he they're just shorts. <laughs> so there's no obscenity here. Let's let's be clear. Yeah. Uh, and then y'all, we have a whole great <laughs> slew of guests coming up uh, here in just a second. We're going to talk to Ranger David, the Ranger up here at Skymont Scout Reservation. We also have our Camp Director and Program Director Dan Casagrand and Reese Sheffer up here, as well as the Legend himself. Phil 
Bill Ledbetter, administrative uh, administrator of Skymont Scout Reservation, but then also historian uh, of the entire Cherokee Area Council. I can't wait to hear some stories from him, guys. Well, you know what they say, your day could always get better, and ours got led better. <laughs> God, that is a... Uh that is a lead better joke for sure. Comic relief. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to be the Sean right now. So yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's <laughs> let's get started. Uh, Ranger David is up here. Uh, David, how many years does this make it up here at Skymont uh, for summer camp for you living up here now? This is my seventh summer here. Wow, seven summers. And yep. I know that you had told us before, but you were a scout yourself. Kind of give us a quick background of how you got to be the ranger up here at skymont well that's a long story of course but my (laughs) scouting background uh began in uh, 1996 as a scout attending summer camp Mm -hmm. in kansas and i uh, attended summer camp there for two years before i became a cit and then began working on aquatic staff i was on aquatic staff for several years uh one year i served as a dining hall steward there at camp Uh, i also served as camp commissioner and then uh, for one summer, I served as aquatics director while my dad became the camp director that year. Wow, and then you made your way up to here. So, yeah, after that, <laughs> I uh, graduated, college, went to college, graduated. Um, in the, along that time period, I got my uh, degree in industrial maintenance. And uh, when I graduated college, I didn't know what I was going to do with myself. And there was an opening for a district executive back in Kansas. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, uh, I took the opportunity to be a district executive for a couple years decide that wasn't quite for me so so just for everyone listening right that may not know district executive is kind of the the entry-level exempt position in the boy scouts Mm -hmm. and so he basically was becoming a full-on executive raising money working program jack of all trades doing everything yeah except except what working at camp as (laughs) a ranger working at camp right well i was the staff advisor for cub camp during that time but yes i wasn't i wasn't the ranger um so i i did that for a couple years and uh decided the office life wasn't quite for me so i uh, went out on my own as a contractor and did several different things over several years but uh uh as my kids began to get older i decided i wanted a good place to raise them and what better place in a scout camp so i began Mm -hmm. looking for uh job opportunities as ranger and uh this one worked out perfect great that's that's awesome he, news and we're uh, we're definitely glad he, to have you up here he did have several qualifications as he's told me and and full credit i do not deserve the credit for hiring david it was my predecessor scott fossey that did mm-hmm. so shout out to scott because it was an incredible decision but uh david has told me before there was a list of things that he specifically was looking for and not looking for yes. in a potential camp so he he was courting he was like dating around yeah, he was like right? you know the offers were out there yeah yeah, there was there was a pretty long list of things that I uh, wanted in a camp, and there was a short list of things I didn't want in a camp. Two things I didn't want to have to do was treat water mm-hmm. and manage a pool. Oh, I got you. Well, you have an entire lake here instead. Yep, so. a lake is way easier to maintain than a pool. <laughs> I bet it is. So in your seven uh, years up here at Skymont, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about memories and just the history up here. And since you've had seven years of it up here, what can you think of maybe one memory that comes to mind that's probably some of your favorite when you look back at your seven years up here? So one of my favorite things to do, and this isn't one specific memory, but I enjoy working with the merit badge classes, mm-hmm. um, getting to share my knowledge, uh, not only about uh, my life 
experience, but about specific things about camp, um, little things that, you know, people just don't know because this isn't their home. So, um, getting to work with the merit badge classes and, and, uh, teaching the kids is really one of my favorite things to do. Very cool. So I know that a lot of, uh, Oh, go ahead, Brent. So David, you, you know, this property better than anybody. I'm figuring you've probably seen parts of it that the majority of people who've ever come up here have never seen. Is there a place on property, not just in camp itself, but a place on property that is sort of your favorite place that maybe others don't know about? See, I can't tell you that secret. Then you'll know where to find me. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry. You don't, we, you don't have to give us directions. Uh, no, I love I love our bluff views. Uh, we have mm-hmm. a lot of great bluff views here, um, but I get the unique opportunity of being here in the winter when all the leaves are off the trees and mm-hmm. so uh there's just so many great places to uh go out to the edge of the bluff and and see around uh, all around us here i can tell you one of my favorite related david memories and that is when uh after i first got here david and uh mark lytle and i uh david took us on a perimeter tour on atvs because mm-hmm. i was familiarizing myself with the property and it was one of those very cold winter days. It actually just snowed. You remember yeah, that we period? had a little bit of snow on the ground. And I'll never forget, we got out to, I think it was Eagle Bluff is where we saw it. And, you know, we're walking around in the snow and, uh, you know, we're talking, we're hanging out, we're looking at the majesty of, of the, the nature there. And I look down, I say, hey, David, uh, come check this out. You remember what it was, David? I don't remember. It was a big old cat print. And okay. I, and yeah, big old yeah. so mountain lion, puma, you know, cougar, whatever you want to call them, and uh, and I looked. I said, I don't think this is the bobcat. And David <laughs> goes, Yeah, he said, but you know, mountain lions don't exist in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> and I said, What are you talking about? He said, Yeah, TWRA won't admit that they're here. I said, Well, I think they're here. And he just goes. Well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> That's one of my favorite. I'll never forget that. Do you remember that now, David? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that actually makes me think, I, I almost thought that you were going to say a danger noodle showed up, but mm. it did not. Well, he did tell me, so So, just for everyone's reference, this particular part of camp, unfortunately, is one that we do have to mark as off limits from time to time because of danger noodle activity. Danger so, noodles, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. The, the ones with rattles in particular. <laughs> oh, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, um, super exciting. 50th year of Skymont and some pretty cool um, updates to camp that came on during the spring. Can you tell us some of the new features well, of Skymont? The, the biggest is that we renovated, or I should say we tore down and rebuilt 13 of our campsite latrines and we now have bathhouses in 13 of our 14 campsites. Uh, they consist of three toilets and two showers with a on-demand water heater. Wow. And I'm only assuming that a lot of people are really enjoying having hot water in their sites now, right? Yes, they are definitely enjoying having showers and especially the fact that they are hot. Well, let me tell you, I know that that was a big taking on, especially coming into the spring and with all the rain we had trying to get everything done and you working with all the subcontractors, doing a lot of the work yourself, trying to get all of these things built. So as a council volunteer and as a... um, 
recently retired cub master i just want to say thank you for all the hard work and extra hours that you put into to making sure that those were ready to go that this entire camp was ready to go when skymont started up just a few weeks ago absolutely i want to echo that thank you so much david David is grinning right now because there was probably a time there we didn't think we were going to get it all done, right, David? But uh, you did. There was some moments where a lot of people didn't think we were going to get it done. I'm a very <laughs> optimistic person, and uh, I knew that we would do whatever it took to get the job done, and I had a lot of volunteers come in in the last couple of weeks, too, to help us get uh, get them done. I'm yeah. sure those battery-operated floodlights really helped in the middle of the night having to build stalls yeah and we and you know we got to give credit to our, our camp staff when they first mm-hmm. arrived um they they put in uh, quite a few hours um the early part of staff week buttoning things up and really trying to to you know make sure that that they were not just completed and functional but that mm-hmm. they were usable um and that they were comfortable and they they did a lot of things to make sure that our our, our guests coming in here um could could make use of those facilities uh, in a in a good way and, and have a good experience. So they they did a lot. And hey, talking about new facilities, I'm seeing a lot of new tents up here at Skymont Scout Reservation uh, as I'm looking around at the different campsites as well. A lot of new tents put up this year, right? Yeah, we got 103 new tents, uh, and we got those all put up, including metal frames with those, uh, which those frames took quite a bit of time for the staff mm-hmm. to assemble, but it saves us a lot of work uh, when it comes to setting up and taking down in the future, so that's a big benefit. Do the frames actually stay up year-round? They will stay up year-round. Okay. They are galvanized metal. Very cool. Well, David, thanks so much for joining us on Scout on Chattanooga. Just one last thing before uh, David kind of pops off. Um, you know, we always thank David for the work he does, but I always like to thank his family, too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, living out here on property is definitely a family commitment. Even if David's the one that is supposed to be doing all the work, his family's who keeps him running, and specifically uh, Ellen, and his spouse, too. And so just want to make sure we shout out to them, uh, Ellen and Aiden and Lily and Grace and the whole family. So thank you. Yes. In fact, all of them's working summer camp right now, right? <laughs> yeah, my son's working in the dining hall. My middle daughter is working the canteen, and my youngest she's uh, she's taking a few merit badges and helping me uh, get my errands done throughout the day. Very cool. And your lovely wife Ellen, our chaplain, and also she is working handicraft this year as the director down there, right? Yeah, she's wearing many hats this summer. <laughs> very very busy. Well. Thank you all so much for all your hard work up here. Ranger David, it's a pleasure to have you on Scout on Chattanooga. And before you get out of here, uh, make sure that you get your limited edition Scout on Chattanooga Council shoulder patch. before Ooh. You Absolutely Ooh. will. Thank you. All right, coming up next, we're going to talk to the program director and camp director of the 50th anniversary of Skymont. That is next after this short message on Scout on Chattanooga. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Did you hear that? The outdoors are calling. Are you ready for an adventure of a lifetime? Camping, hiking, shooting sports, wilderness survival, and so much more. Your new adventure is waiting for you in a Scouts BSA troop. Go to CherokeeAreaBSA.com to find your path to youth leadership. Hello there. My name is Maddox and I'm a Cub Scout. I'm here to talk to you today about becoming a Cub Scout like me. Cub Scouts get badges for doing fun activities and we make friends. Scouts go camping, climbing, fishing, and swimming together. We have fun. 
We play sports and go to parades. Scouts also help people and become the very best versions of themselves. Visit BeAScout.org and you'll be able to find a pack near you, get your questions answered, and sign up online. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. All right, y'all. Welcome back into our 50th anniversary edition for Skymont Scout Reservation. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast with Cubmaster Kyle. We also have Jared Pickens and our special guest host, Brent Baker. Brent, what do you think so far? Hey, we're having a good time up here. The weather's beautiful and, uh, you know, we're having some fun. It is extremely nice. I remember last year when we were doing this, it was so hot, I there was not a dry part of my clothing from <laughs> How hot it was. You know what they say is bad day to wear jeans. <laughs> God, you're horrible. So do you want to take the time to announce our next guest? Sure, I'd love to. Okay. Um, and so, well, actually, or Brent could. Brent, do you want to or do you want me sure. to? Sure. Go for it, Brent. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll bat this one. That's fine. Um, so coming up next on this segment, we have got two people who have been absolutely integral to our success this summer and uh, have been putting in uh, a lot of work before they ever showed up. Um, and that is our camp director, Reese Sheffer, and program director, Dan Cassegrain. It's just me, but yay! Hey guys, nice to be here. Howdy. All right, so let's start with you, Reese. All since right. Since you got the microphone. Uh, now, you started in scouting in 2008. How old were you? I you was started? 11 years old when I first started. 11 years old. So you were just beginning as a Scouts BSA troop member. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was like? And also... You were up here at Skymont beginning in 2008 yes. through now, literally yes. every year. Every, every single year, as I have been since 2008, I have been up here in some shape, form, or fashion. So first, tell us about kind of your scouting experience, just growing up in scouting and obtaining your Eagle Scout, all while coming to Skymont for those few years. Sure. Um, when I first started off as a scout, my my father decided to pick up the scout troop because he wanted me to do some scouting and give it a try. And so I had I was blessed to have my dad as a scoutmaster the entire time that I was a scout. Um, we had a very small troop in a tiny little town called Ducktown, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. We always struggled to find enough people to actually keep a troop, but we kept kept managing it and kept coming to Skymont and had a whole lot of fun and did a whole lot of different stuff what's probably one of your favorite experiences and it doesn't have to do with summer camp necessarily but just any time that you were able to make it up here at skymont as a scout what's probably one of your favorite experiences doing sure um so one of the ones that really stands out to me our troop came up here and camped in the winter camp area and it was actually during winter i want to say it was either december or january Mm -hmm. i can't remember exactly but it was one of our very, very rare, really, really cold spells. We actually had a thermometer, and we were down into negative temperatures up here. Oh, wow. With the scout troop. Uh, most of us were not that old. I think we were, on average, probably 13, 14-year-olds okay. in negative-degree weather, and it did snow. We had, like, three or four inches of snow get on the ground, and we were all absolutely freezing to death. And my dad, being the genius that he was, had a big propane heater, and we put the sides on a big carport canopy and all bundled up into the carport canopy and just kind of huddled together and stayed Uh warm. And at the time, it wasn't necessarily a great experience, but looking back on it, it is definitely one of the most memorable and coolest times that I've ever spent up here at summer camp. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's incredible. And then 
you get your Eagle Scout, you turn 18, but you're not done with scouting. You actually became an assistant scoutmaster for a few years. Uh, well, actually, I was the scoutmaster for a handful of years after my dad passed oh, okay. away. Yeah. Very cool. And all the the whole time still coming up here to Skymont Scout Reservation still, for summer camp. Still coming up here for summer camp. Um, I started staffing the year that I turned 18, and yeah, I've just kept right on coming back. So 18 years old and you're a staff member. What did you start out staffing? I started out as an aquatic staff member. Okay. Yep. And then I think when I met you in 2021, you were aquatics director that year, right? Yes. Yes. I was the aquatics director for several years. I did 2018, 19. I was supposed to do 2020, but COVID was weird. Mm -hmm. And then 2021, I was aquatics director as well. And then the year after that, you become assistant program director. Yep. And then now camp director. How does it feel to kind of come full circle from 11-year-old scout, still fresh, to oh, camp director of the 50th anniversary of Skymont Scout Reservation? It has been really interesting. It's, <laughs> no doubt. So, so what, he, what he's saying is he doesn't answer my phone calls anymore. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> poor no, it, cell service up here. That's He's yeah. like, Shh, you're cutting out, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> no, it has been really interesting, and it's definitely given me some perspective and made me realize, man, maybe I gave my camp director a little bit too much of a hard time on occasion. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> Looking at it from this side. <laughs> so you told us one of your favorite winter camp stories as a scout up here at Skymont. Mm -hmm. What's one of your favorite staffing stories that you have up here? Well, actually, I'm going to lean on this year because we've had an excellent staff this year, and one of my favorite stories can be summed up in one word this summer, and it would be dish land. And what we have been doing in our dish room this summer in the kitchen has been absolutely amazing. Yeah. So, so have, you, have you ever seen, what is it, Beauty and the Beast, where the plates are all sorting themselves and yeah. they're flying around? That, that's what's going on, right? Uh, pretty close. <laughs> pretty close. Um, so we got some, uh, if, if you hear any background noise right now, we've got uh, the ATV class is, is motoring by, uh, fully clad in their, in their helmets and, and gloves and protective wear, and each of them riding Long an ATV. So anyway, I, I just thought I'd mention that in case, you know, Reese, Reese turned around, so. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> Reese, before we let you go, I want to talk to you some more, but I want to get Dan in on this conversation as well. Absolutely. So, Dan, how did your scouting start? My scouting started as a cub in uh, Park Forest, Illinois in the 70s, and I went all the way through first year of Weebelow Scout, and mm -hmm. I called it a day. Uh, just wasn't a good fit, whatever, you know. I had my eyes on other things. Yeah. And that became, as I got older and realized what I missed out on, that kind of became a regret. You know, something, you know, everybody has regrets. As they get older, they figure, wow, I should have only done that differently. And so when my son Daniel was born uh, in about 2005, we started him in Tiger Scouts. And so okay. I reconnected with scouting as, a, as an assistant uh, Tiger, Tiger Den leader and worked my way all the way through cub scouting with with daniel and uh, i had a whole group of boys i ended up as uh you know what i guess we would now call arrow of light scouts okay. and got all of them my whole group got their arrow of light and you know we moved on to the troop and i got involved in committee and then i got involved as an asm and i ended up taking on scoutmaster and so i've 
been fortunate and blessed to be able to help a lot of young people get to Eagle, uh, a lot to get at least first class, and primarily a lot to just have a great time and hopefully internalize the yeah. oath and the law, and that's what it's all about, you know? So for me, it's kind of like almost I did my penance, or I'm doing my penance for being a making a bad decision as a kid, you know? So you know, that's how I feel, I feel like about it. what once was regret can sometimes turn into a blessing, as in you know, pushing to get your family back in scouting and the amount of kids and the amount of scouters that you have helped over the years, especially within our council, I know for sure has been astounding. So uh, I have to applaud you for that. You were our wood badge course director this past wood badge. Yep. Uh, we'll go ahead and let you do the quick plug. There's another one coming up this fall, right? Absolutely. There is another course coming up. It will be the first weekend and the last weekend in September. The first weekend is a three-day weekend. So that first Friday, Saturday, and Sunday of September, and then the last Saturday and Sunday of September. So it's not a huge time commitment. Mm -hmm. uh, and I am the mentor for that course. I took Wood Badge in 2011 and was fully engaged and fully gripped by wood badge and everything that it does and i've staffed every every course we do a course every other year in our council and i've mm -hmm. staffed every one of them and worked my way up to course director so would you say that wood badge is probably one of your favorite things that happens up here at skymont absolutely yeah i would i would say you know we have seen many instances where wood badge is transformational for people that take it and they don't even realize it until they're in it. We've had any number of instances where you've got a kind of an introverted person who thinks they want to be a leader, but maybe doesn't think they can do it. And, and we've seen them change and we've seen them just blossom during wood badge. And then these, these are folks that are active in our council today. Some have unfortunately moved to other councils, but while they were still here, that wood badge experience just brought them along and, and helped them to realize that, hey, you can, you can be a leader. You can be a leader of people, and you can be a, a servant leader especially. So you've been a part of Wood Badge since 2011. Can I ask you, because we got Skymont Summer Camp story from Reese. I want to ask you, is there like a Wood Badge story that you can tell us about, like one of your favorite memories that doesn't yep. necessarily give away to some of the pick, traditions? Pick, definitely pick one of the ones you can tell us about. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, Probably my favorite one is there is there is a group of exercises and I, I won't give too much away, but it's it's basically the point where there's an opportunity for the light bulb to come on mm -hmm. that basically we're all better together as opposed to being in separate groups, if you will. And there's that moment where they all go, aha, and they group together, even if they were on different patrols all the uh -huh. patrols gather together as one for the solution to this issue gotcha. and that to me is just huge i mean that that was you know that brought it all together very cool well, yeah. you know I kyle to... I, i've had the privilege of being the staff advisor to the the last uh, two courses and will be again this fall so i've gotten to, to work with dan in a couple of different situations now and one of the things that i think is really impressive is um, seeing how much that wood badge experience and that wood those lessons from wood badge have had an impact on what's going on up here this summer um, and not just from dan but we have a number of other staff members who have been through wood badge training and we have a number of camp staff members who have been through wood badge and we have a number who are signed up to go through this summer so okay. to see the interplay and the commitment um, that wood badge uh, has has brought people from both sides from our summer camp program and our 
you know, our just our council leadership in general, our unit leaders, um, has been really nice to watch. But uh, but Dan has been a big part of that this year, bringing those things forward and, and applying it to camp staff, and it's made a huge difference. Well, guys, you may not be aware of this, but I have I haven't taken wood badge yet. Boo! Um, but I, time. I'm going to sling my endorsement on it and say that I have signed up for this fall. Yay! And I ask that anybody even thinking about wood badge um, this fall give it a serious thought and come and join us for some fun a couple of weekends Absolutely. and then uh, and then get that experience. I know, Reese. I'm going to call you out. I think it's about time you join, right? Limited number of slots I'm left. Thinking about it. Yeah, you should yeah, do it. Yeah, hey, I and to anyone out there it. listening, um, Dan is course mentor and Brent as staff advisor. Um, if they sign up in the next what two weeks, we can guarantee that we won't put them in Kyle's patrol. Is that right? Oh, is that well. the? Is that a, can we can we guarantee that as a little bit of an incentive? Or uh, yeah, no, I don't think we're going to make that promise. There, there, there may be a reason they want to be in Kyle's That's patrol. Right. That's right. That's <laughs> All right. Funny. Well, I have bugged the crud out of both of y'all. I want to you know kind of open it up to jared and brent to ask y'all some questions sorry i hogged all your time oh no i'm used to hogging my own time so i'm glad that you i'm glad that you did um i just want to have a, a couple of quick notes about these guys you know i've gotten to know reese over the last several years and man what an outstanding guy and i'll, I'll tell you that um I, I say this to our scoutmasters at the scoutmaster dinner uh reese didn't know he was going to be camp director in october and, and then he did very quickly and he's done an amazing job on a really short time frame and I want to say thank you and and I, I certainly also don't want to you know he mentioned his father um, several times and his father was such an integral part of scouting here in this community and our medical lodge is, has been renovated in, in his honor and uh, you know just can't say thank you enough to the Shepherd family for that and and I think it's very appropriate for us to mention yeah, and then um, I also want to thank Dan you know we, we came to Dan Brent when was it last well, summer now, uh, now actually we didn't come to Dan this was a really interesting story so so Dan Dan wound up in this position because of a a single sentence as we were up here for a different event and Dan walked past me and said oh that's you know, right that's if right there's ever an opportunity to be a program director for summer camp I think I'd like to do that <laughs> you know I remember that so you, you remember came when back, I started you this came and back I, and you came back from the weekend and you were like Jared <laughs> I did uh you'll never believe what happened and and I said well, did you did you make him commit? He said, "Well, no, it's, we'll call him." <laughs> well, <laughs> or you, something. You remember what I said yeah. at the beginning of this? I said, "Be careful what you wish for; you just might yes. get it." Yeah. So yeah. Dan said, "Hey, yeah. if it's open, I want it." And we said, yeah. "Guess what, buddy?" Absolutely. I think, I think I might have just taken a shot to the head or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was really unique about all of this is, and Kyle knows this is, uh, and Brent certainly is. We really were trying to find a way to reconnect someone who's had a lot of unit level experience in our council and who knows scoutmasters, cubmasters, assistant leaders very well um, to build that back up. We'd lost that over, over several years. And um, so it's just been fantastic to have Dan come back and to really help share his testimony, both going into summer camp that, Hey, Chattanooga area scouts, we care about our camp. And then certainly now after this season. And, and I know he's, he's just a, an amazing proactive thinking ahead type of person. And, I can't tell you how many lists of ideas that uh, he's put out there for next year. And so, Dan, just really appreciate everything. And, of course, you too, Reese. So I wanted to just kind of brag on those guys just a little bit before we close out the segment. Appreciate it. Well deserved. Dan finished Wood Badge in 2011. He's still writing tickets today. Yes. Is that what it yes. is? Yes. <laughs> oh, I, I told, I told Reese, I said, if, if you get on here – 
We got your ticket covered, by, buddy. There's there's a lot of this is a uh, target rich environment up here. A lot of hey, opportunities. I'm a, if, if Reese does it, I'm picking his his critter. Just so you know, that scares executive me. privilege here. Mm. <laughs> we'll see about we that. We might let we might let you pick a name out of a hat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, we haven't asked you yet. This is your first year as program director. How's it going so far? I think it's going very well. I think uh, overall, um, you know, staffing was a challenge. It was very difficult to get our staff together but i think that we were super blessed in the folks that we got i mean to a person there's not a one of them really that that looking at them today versus the beginning that that reese and i and and i think reese would agree that that we would say "Mm, i don't think we want that one back i mean Mm -hmm. and and we were talking about it earlier earlier in the office that there hasn't been an any sort of an episode with staff where we've had to take them aside and talk to them you know, they're all young people. Mm-hmm. You know, David's knocking and, on wood over and, there on the bench. Things, He's still hanging and things around. things can happen with young people, but they've been great. They've just been great. Uh, we talked to them about just being glasses half full, being enthusiastic, smiling, basically, when you're talking. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they've, they've done a great job. And um, it's really shown itself in particular last week. We had a lot of rain. And, you know, rain and, and cloudy skies can really dampen people's spirits. Yeah. Um, but it really didn't last week. It really didn't, you know? Yeah, and, and they definitely earned their uh, ability to go to Northern Tier or really work on any type of a tugboat, cruise ship, whatever kind of aquatic vessel. Because when Dan says they were a little damp last week, <laughs> really they, they were underwater. Yes. I mean, this yes. it was yes. a uh, incredible week of rain. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, well done. I'm, I'm a glasses half full guy most of the time. <laughs> we we prefer Very if you stop referring to this as a glass. We're hoping there won't be any water in it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yes, yes. Well, look, absolutely. to both of y'all, we truly appreciate y'all coming on the podcast. We especially appreciate your hard work that you're putting um, to try to better kids' lives. I mean, in this world that we're in, kids need to see that, that you know, there's good leadership out there and you two are great mentors um, to all the kids, not just the staff out here, but uh, I believe that as the scouts go around and see your hard work and dedication to this area, uh, that they get a little piece of that that they can take home with them as well. So thank you to both of you for your hard work um, throughout the last several weeks and even before you got up here. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing what comes for the 51st year of Skymont Scout Reservation. Thank you. Our pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. What do y'all say we take a break before the legend himself comes on with us? Which legend is it? That would be the one and only Phil Ledbetter. You know, it's always better with Phil. (laughs) You're going to have to rename it Story Time. (laughs) What'd you say, Brent? We're going to have to rename the segment Story Time. Story Time. (laughs) Story (laughs) Time. All right. We'll get into some of the history of Skymont and some of Phil's history coming up next on Scout on Chattanooga live from summer camp at the 50th anniversary of Skymont Scout Reservation. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. Hey folks, I'm Michael Walton here with your Outdoor Minute. Have you ever heard of heat island effect? That's the way that heavily developed areas are a lot hotter than areas with lots of vegetation and tree canopy around them. The city of Chattanooga, UTC's IGT lab, and Green Spaces used satellites and a team of experts on the ground to track how our tree canopy is doing and produce the most detailed inventory that's ever been done. We did that to focus the efforts of city and volunteers to plant trees where they're needed most. 
Thrive Regional Partnership and UTC's IGT Lab also developed a conservation priority map that looks at the whole 16-county region to identify the most important places to preserve. Try reaching out to the Chattanooga Tree Commission to learn more about trees in our area and check out Thrive Regional Partnership to learn more about the natural treasures in our region and how to make sure they're still around when our scouts are scoutmasters. If you have any tips for practicing the outdoor code, send an email or voice file to info at greenspaceschattanooga.org and you might be on our next Outdoor Minute. For more than 100 years, the Order of the Arrow has recognized scouts and scout leaders who best exemplify the scout oath and law in their daily lives. Arrow men are known for maintaining camping traditions and spirit and for providing cheerful service to others. OA service, activities, adventures, and training for youth and adults are models of quality leadership, development, and programming that enrich and help to extend scouting to America's youth. For more info on the OA and scouting in our area, Visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Now back to Scout On Chattanooga. We are having a blast live here from the Scoutmaster Swings at Skymont Scout Reservation in honor of the 50th celebration uh, of summer camp up here at Skymont. I'm Cubmaster Kyle, uh, along with Jared Pickens. Uh, no Sean Whitfield. Back instead. again. Back again. Back again. This, no. So this this is kind of like in place of the campfire. This is, yeah. Oh, this is the campfire. This is campfire. the campfire conversation. There's no campfire. Well, let's make sure that we say hi to Brent. That's later. There'll be steaks on top of it. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But we have to bring Brent in as our thank special you, guest you. host, uh, Brent Baker, the staff advisor for Skymont uh, and our district and program executive of the Cherokee Area Council. Uh, welcome into the program again, Mr. Brent. Yeah, Are you thank, having fun so far? Oh, we're having a great time. Yep. This You've is, asked this some is really fun. interesting questions so far. Well, I'm I'm glad somebody thinks they're interesting. <laughs> that's that's a good start. <laughs> He's really good at his job. You should give him a raise. I agree. Now yeah. now I'm hearing some things on the radio I like. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody gets a raise. All right. Well, um, this man really needs no introduction, but we will introduce him as well. The one, the only, Phil Ledbetter is our campfire conversation uh, for this episode. Welcome into the program, Phil. Thank you, Kyle. It's good to be here. And, and, and uh, my early demise, uh, rumors of my early demise are... T- totally exaggerated i'm still alive and kicking so 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 phil thanks for being here before kyle takes you away in the world of scouting okay because i know that's i can see it in it's his about face to happen, okay yeah. he's got this planned out i know tell us a little bit about your where you're from right your career that you've had and 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 just kind of a little bit about yourself Okay, I'm actually I had two careers. One of them was in education. I was an elementary school teacher and principal. Um, 25 years of that 30 years, I was a principal at at uh, Cloud Springs Elementary School uh, North, in North Fort, Georgia. Yes, Fort Oglethorpe, Georgia. Sure is. I enjoyed that career, and then for 15 years, I was the Catoosa County Family Collaborative Coordinator, uh, which is a state nonprofit. And I enjoyed that, too, to be a kind of a community organizer and get people involved in, in good things happening. And you're from North Georgia originally. You grew up there? Yes. That, stayed in town? Actually went to high school at Brainerd High School in Chattanooga. But, yes, I've lived mostly in North Georgia and somewhat I've lived now in Chattanooga. 
near the mall. But, uh, yes, I've enjoyed everywhere I've lived. But for the last few weeks, you've actually lived up here at Skymont, right? Yes, which is which is not something that's strange to me because I've lived many, many a night here at Skymont Scout Reservation. Hey, and, you're uh, smiling a little bit I when you smiling. say that. That's good to hear. I enjoy it, especially when we have a beautiful day like today. Well, look, your career is very interesting, but let's get down to the really interesting stuff, and that's your career in scouting. I thought you were going to so say me. your career in patches. <laughs> we'll talk about that here in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I am a big uh, patch collector and memorabilia collector. But Well, I started scouting as a cub in actually in 1962. I was part of Middle Tennessee Council. And then when I became a Boy Scout, we moved to Chattanooga, and I've been part of the Cherokee Area Council ever since. I was uh, got my eagle in Troop 30 at Brainerd Methodist Church. Used to have the old log cabin beside the church there that we met in and uh, came up to Camp Cherokee most of my youth, which was the camp before so we bought Skymont, but also uh, highly involved in what was happening in the early stages of Skymont Scout Reservation. So you actually started... As a scout at Camp Cherokee, did you staff any at Camp Cherokee? I did. I, I, I did some CIT one year. I did archery for a couple of years there. Uh, it's it's on Parksville Lake, which is over on the other side of Cleveland, kind of mm-hmm. where the Okoe River comes in. I got you. But in 1968, they bought Skymont Scout Reservation. They did. They sure did. But that wasn't the first year at camp. Do you kind of know what happened up here for a few years? Well, actually, I went off to college in the fall of 72, so I wasn't here the first year of camp, but oh, okay. I had a lot of friends that were, and I do know, and I've been involved in writing some of the history of our council, but I, yeah, I do know that there was no water. They had not put the, the water tower in yet. There was no water in the campsite. Actually, everybody had to get take a bath, all boys, of course, in the lake. And then we had three water buffaloes that the Army brought up here for, for drinking water and for they'd have to boil it or, or at least heat it in the dining hall for uh, the meals. Well, and that was in 1973, the first camp up here. Yes, sir. And I actually think that our vice president of program, Greg Lee, was a scout during that first camp and was up here. He was. That's correct. I've heard him say so. And uh, now he's up here as our aquatics director. That's pretty interesting. It's like full circle. Absolutely. So, 50 years of Skymont. So, so Phil, I mean, I know a little bit about the history, but a lot less than you do. So tell us a little bit about, like, how the property got brought to the council's attention and how it kind of developed. Because we weren't really looking for this piece, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, we were looking for some place to have a permanent uh camp location for our council camp cherokee was uh forestry service land and we were renting it actually we paid a dollar a year for 99 year rental and we we so the buildings were ours that we built it is now a camp for uh cleveland first baptist church those they use their buildings but we needed a, a camp for our own And so there was a guy, I think his name was Arnold Chambers. He was a mover and shaker in Chattanooga. And he heard about, I think he was a hunter, he heard about this property being available up here on the edge of the Cumberland Plateau, Altamont, Tennessee. It was a pheasant and quail hunting preserve. And that they were having some financial troubles. And so he said, let's jump on this. And so we did. And we were able to purchase the, the, the camp. 
And the camp looks a lot different than it did because if you go back and you look at pictures, I mean, right now I'm sitting here and I'm surrounded by wonderful oaks and hickories and a lot of poplar, but it didn't look that way back in the 1960s, right? It did not. The The lodge was there, that building. The uh, What we call the camp master cabin was uh, the, where the ranger at that point stayed or the hunting preserve guy. And then, uh, so you could look, when they started building the dining hall, yeah, you could look from the lodge and you could actually see up on the hill there them building the dining hall. It was incredible. No trees, uh, hardly, a lot of bushes for, I guess, the pheasants and the quail. But yes, we planted trees. I was part of that, the youth group that got on the back of the tractor, put the little seedling down into the ground as it made the hole and covered it back up. We put a lot of trees in this place. So what you're saying is that some of these trees on this ground growing right now that you actually planted as a youth, right? Unbelievable, isn't it? He's really a tree grandfather. Yeah. He's the grandfather of trees at Skymark. Yes, like there's yes. a th- like loo, 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 loo. Yeah. a lot of Again, my off- the, the tree father. Yes, I like that. Tree that father. could be another the tree father. They call tree me Tree Beard. Tree Beard. You don't even have a beard, Phil. Oh, okay. One day, one day I will come to you and ask a favor, Phil. <laughs> I will ask a favor. It may be your life as a tree, but I will ask a favor. So. uh You've been up here many, many times. You've been to a lot of Order of the Arrow things up here. Uh, What would you say is probably one of your favorite memories of coming up here to Skymont? Oh, let's see. My goodness. We we would have a lot of... um, uh, We'd we'd have a lot of uh, chapel services before the Mm -hmm. chapel was built over here at the Overlook, and it didn't have near as many trees, so you could really look off that Overlook and see the valley out there. It was it was incredible. That brings back a lot of memories. Just uh, being up here, camperies. We had many camperies up here at Skymont before we started summer camp. Well, not many. I'd say maybe five or six. But it was always a good place to come, and it was usually in the winter camping area there. So that was good. Uh, just Order the Arrow events. I got my vigil, which is uh, one of the ranks of Order the Arrow. I got it up here in 1971. Just I guess that was probably my highlight of my experience here. Okay. And since you know so much about Skymont, what is one fact that most of our listeners may not know about Skymont? Well, I actually I just learned the other day that the actually the, the hunting preserve was called Skymont Hunting Preserve, okay. and so I had thought that maybe we made the name up, but I just found out uh, by looking on the internet the other day that it was actually called that. So we decided to continue that name, and if you go down Cabbage Patch Road, you'll see several other things that have the name Skymont on it. So this a it's a name that we have just sort of perpetuated from okay. Grundy County here. So what's such a good name? Why change it, right? right? Absolutely. So what's it like now? I mean, I think about, you know, all of the changes that, that camp has seen. And especially now, you know, we're almost every single one of our campsites has its own uh, Adirondack for gear storage, uh, concrete tent slabs, steel frames for the tents. And now uh, propane hot water showers in the campsite. Mm-hmm. And I think, man. What's it like seeing all that happen over the course of these years? Well, I think everything that we've added has been a a plus. A lot of people don't want to come to summer camp and it just be too modernized and and too like 
concrete camping kind of thing. But I think we've added, we've kept the rustic part of SkyMot and at the same time made it a little better uh, to, to do the things that naturally you need to do, like shower and, and like go to the bathroom, especially since when we added female uh, leaders years ago and then now uh, youth uh, into this, it's very important to have those kind of things available. And and yet people come to us from all the councils in Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida, Texas are here today because they like the fact that we still maintain that, that rustic sense of summer camp. And I'll tell you too, uh, Phil, something that as an outsider coming in, I think that I value is this is about as cool as you can find it for this part of Tennessee. I mean, really, like right now, it feels like it's 75. The actual temperature in the sun is probably 85. In Chattanooga right now, it feels like it's 95, and it is 95. <laughs> and so you're looking at almost a 20-degree uh, feeling difference. And if you go south of where you live in North – or where you've you know done a lot of your scouting service in North Georgia, it gets worse than that. And so I think that's an incredible asset that um, – you know, thankfully, hopefully we'll continue to, to enjoy. Good point. I mean, our first week was, was excellent as far as temperature. Second week, the rain, but still it was cool. And then this week has just been beautiful thus far. And Phil, you and I were talking earlier and uh, just kind of the building of Skymont, it literally took an army, so to say, <laughs> to be able to put this thing together. Plus, we had a lot of help from just this county and this area, making sure that Skymont became what it is today. When we first came up up here and we, we bought the property, uh, the lakes uh, needed a lot of work. We were fortunate to have the Army Corps of Engineers come in. They, they uh, greatly expanded the lake that we use for waterfront, for boating, and all of that, and that was good. And also, they brought in a water tower. That was our water for the first, I'd say, 30 years of, of SkyMont. Uh, and brought it in on a helicopter. I've got pictures if you want to see them. They're online. That kind of thing. So it's really great to have that kind of working relationship with all of that. The people in the community in Grandy County, Altamont and all, they, they've been really supportive of what we've done up here. So uh, that's just been a really good thing for our – they're in our council, of course, and – but we also just have a really good working relationship with them. Yeah, and, you know, we, we really this year we want to give a special shout-out and thank you. You know, Citizens Tri-County Bank um, here in this area has been our banking partner for, for camp operations for a number of years, and, um, and this year they uh, were very kind with us and, um, and have come on board as our official sponsor of the 50th anniversary of Skymont Summer Camp, and we're just, uh, we're just thrilled for that partnership and very thankful. Well, Phil, thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you coming on. On our campfire conversation and i know that there's many many more stories we're going to have to just get you on again to just tell us some more of the stories up there in your head well i look forward to maybe the hundredth year of skymot and be, being able to come back and be on your podcast at that time well we we would really appreciate it he is smiling everyone he is smiling <laughs> i think you, did you just offer to haunt us is that the <laughs> yeah, i think it was i'll be long gone yeah <laughs> <laughs> Well, before we let you go, the official council shoulder patch, it's yours. We know that you are a big fan. So, we wanted to Don't make we sure already gave it to you, one. Phil. Stop yeah. grabbing. <laughs> we don't have any more. We don't have any more. Thank Phil, you very much for having me. Do you have a website or something with all your patches on it? Have I heard uh, something about that? Well, actually, I've been, I'm on several different collecting websites. Uh, just uh, patch collector on Facebook. 
And um, I also have a Facebook. Friend me if you want to, if you're interested in more information about the Cherokee Council and SkyMont. Uh, just friend me on Facebook, Phil Ledbetter, and I'd, I'd love to share anything with you, what I have. Sounds good. Well, thanks again for joining us. Y'all, we'll be back to wrap things up live here from the 50th anniversary of SkyMont for Scout on Chattanooga. We'll be back with more. This is Scout on Chattanooga, the podcast. At the Boy Scouts of America, our oath remains. A scout pledges to be kind, helpful, and brave. We're committed to providing a safe and welcoming environment where scouts can establish the foundations of character that will last a lifetime. Our approach ensures the Boy Scouts of America is building the youth of today into the leaders we'll turn to tomorrow. The Boy Scouts of America. Building character is in our nature. Visit scouting.org to learn more about scouting. Youth leadership in our area starts as young as kindergarten, and it's called Cub Scouts. With lots of fun activities like camping and hiking and team games and shooting bows and arrows and so much, much more. Parents, you can log on to CherokeeAreaBSA.com and learn how your kindergartner through fifth grader can join the journey of a lifetime. Now back to Scout on Chattanooga. Hey, welcome back in to our podcast, Scout on Chattanooga. Cubmaster Kyle with uh, Jared Pickens and our special guest host, Brent Baker, is with us today. Yeah, Live from the Scoutmaster swing of uh, Skymont Scout Reservation. Here I we are. said that really redneck. Here we <laughs> are. Well, you know what they say? It's really not redneck. It's just a little Georgia. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. But we're in Tennessee right now. I know, but you're from Georgia. I am from Georgia. Born and raised in the county of Dade. All right, man. We got it. We got it. We did it again. <laughs> Kyle and I have done it again. We have successfully lured two completely unsuspecting scout yes. victims, I mean leaders, yes. uh, to come yeah. and to join us. And how we did that is, well, you set the snare for one of them. I did, yeah. And then I just, I just, you know, just made the other happen. And so we've got uh, Jonathan Rains. They are from a troop in Ringgold, Georgia, which I think, Kyle, you said is the closest visiting troop this week. That is, yep. And then we have Mr. Chad Gistel from way past Austin, Texas. My good friends in the Capital Area Council know him well. Will Gregorsik is a good friend of mine in scouting. And John Yates, I almost went to go work for John Yates uh, back in uh, a few years ago. So anyway, great to have you guys both on there. And Jonathan is absolutely blindsided. He's like, why am I here? <laughs> so Kyle, congratulations for that one. Well, Jonathan and I have worked closely together the last few years as I was Cub Master of Pack 3177, which is the Ringgold um, Boys and Girls Cub Scout Pack. Um, so a lot of our kids um, cross over into Troop 99. In fact, how many do you have up here that have just crossed over? Into yeah, tell us a little bit about your troop. How many yeah. How many you got camping with you? We have uh, 24 kids in the troop right now. Uh, we have 16 here at Skymont. Uh, we just took a contingent to sea base two weeks ago, so those kids are not here. They chose not to do two weeks. But uh, out of the pack that we just got over a couple months ago, we got five out of those six crossovers are, are camping with us for the first time. So uh, this week's a bit of a challenge. Our, our upper leadership is not here. So, uh, <laughs> you mean the upper youth leadership? Running. Correct. The, the correct. youth leadership. So it's a little more hands-on. Well, I mean, BSA is uh, – or scouts – BSA, I should say, is uh, is youth led. So when I say leadership, 
That's what I mean. Uh, so it's been know, a little bit more of a, a leadership training week than a leadership it execution week been. for yes. for Troop Ninety Nine. What about you, Chad? So tell us a little bit. Like I, I know you're from near Austin. I don't know from where and how many kids are in your troop. And yeah, so uh, from just south of Austin. So Buda, Texas, is uh, it's it's just right south of Austin. Uh, we have fourteen boys uh, here this week. Uh, we have right around thirty, uh, but fourteen was able to. To, to come out yeah this is uh we're we're a little ways away but man it's been an awesome week and we've we picked the right right place yeah how's the, drive how you, here we actually so we had a a leader that drove the trailer uh okay. his family so they're kind of uh drove the trailer and doing some vacationing uh but his boy came with us and the rest of us uh flew here that's amazing. Yeah, right. So what do you think about this weather, huh? Oh, the weather's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little it's, better than South Texas yeah, South or Texas Central Texas. Like the heat like index is like 115 right now, so it's just Ooh. the humidity is less here. It's it's cooler. The evenings seem like, I don't know, it seems like 60s. Uh, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it's felt great. You can't beat coming to a camp where they tell you to bring a blanket for the nighttime, right? Yeah. No, no, we, you're absolutely right. Those sweatshirts, they sell really good in our trading post. <laughs> <laughs> they have this year especially. And so, uh, going back to Jonathan, Jonathan, what are some of the things that your scouts are saying they're having a great experience with so far at camp? Some of their favorite things? Well, our younger kids, especially, I mean, they're really enjoying Polaris this year. I know uh, at least we were here a couple years ago, and it was an all-day thing. You know, now it's half a day. They're really enjoying being able to choose a couple of their merit badges. Um, A lot of them are loving getting in the lake. Uh, We've got a lot down in the handicraft area. I was just down there. We've got a couple of metalworking um the shooting range has been great we've got several in the afternoon that are doing that uh they're very excited about the uh the paintball and the airsoft stuff that's coming up uh we had a couple doing the cowboy action shoot last night so we've got i mean it runs a gamut they're they're doing basically everything man what haven't you guys done i know <laughs> you, you saved nothing for chad i was gonna ask chad what what he was well you can talk about the montoski i mean that's that's a big thing they're working on right now is they want to win the montoski even though they don't have a lot of their upper leadership here so yeah the boys are just really enjoying uh, just really so much uh options on the on the merit badges if it's from archery to to the shotguns rifles orienteering uh cooking i know that one usually can take a bit uh so to be able to do something like that during a during a summer camp um i mean i think six out of our 14 are you know are doing cooking and uh, just a lot of options there, and so uh, that's been going really well. So, is this your first time here at Skymont Scout Reservation? Yep, uh, and it's our troops' first time. Oh, uh, very cool. So, yeah, what's me. probably some of your, as a leader, as an adult leader, what's one of maybe your favorite things about Skymont that you've found so far? You know, I just the, I mean, just the whole thing, the the trees. Uh, you know, the, we have those here. Yeah, <laughs> and they're huge. I mean, it's like in the campsite. It's just so cool to. You sit there and look at these. I mean, I don't know the exact height, but they're just uh, seem like seventy-five foot plus trees, and so um, you know that's that's really cool there. Uh, you know the the lakes. Uh, we went on the, some of the adult leaders this morning went on the hike, uh, and so being able to you know see some of the the cool scenery out there uh, that was that was really neat. But I mean, I think the the trees here on the on property are just amazing. That's great, Jonathan. What about you? Anything that uh, you and your fellow leaders have really enjoyed so far? Well, I think, uh, especially some of my assistants, they, they've really been into the uh, Scoutmasters uh, Mayor Badge Award. Uh, that's been something. Uh, a lot of things that we do anyways, but when you throw in like the uh, the tradition of the caveman golf, they really get into that kind of thing. 
Uh, and then this year, you know, the addition of the hikes and the, the conferences and things like that, there's, there's a lot more, I think, fellowship among the leaders and being able to share knowledge uh, than I've seen in past years. So for me, I think that's, that's been a big thing. So tell us, uh, you'll have to explain to the listening audience out there what caveman golf actually is. I didn't actually do it last time I was here, uh, but from what I understand, you make your own club, and they were hitting stuff over the dining hall and uh, a wiffle ball with the, with their club, and I guess there's some unique holes that, that you have to get to, so I'm hoping to maybe make it down there this year, but uh, with, our, <laughs> with our young group, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to, so we'll, well see. Well, you, you definitely dressed appropriately, so for our listening audience, Jonathan has this majestic uh, long majestic. beard, ma- 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 majestic. majestic. Uh, it's really a terrific beard there. So he's all ready for caveman golf. I try to be all the time. <laughs> so um, obviously, I want to thank both of you for what you do in your troops. Just interested if you have just like a, a a memorable moment or something really cool that's happened in your troop. Doesn't have to be at camp or not, but something where a young person was positively impacted that you remember. So yeah, I mean, really, there's just so many i mean the, the the boy scouts and the you know just opportunities for for these boys and girls to come out and uh do all the things that they do a lot of times it's the first time like you know uh, i remember going over to rifle we have a couple of our boys that are in the rifles it's some of their first time uh you know ever shooting a, a rifle um so that's cool i mean it's just you know as an a as an adult to be able to to go see that and just see like their face just light up and you know to be able to go do some of that outdoor stuff and uh, it just, man, when it lights them up, it, it lights us adults up as, as well. So that's, that's definitely been, been cool. And, you know, numerous campouts that I've been on, I, those new experiences for kids, I think that's really, you know, a driver for me. That's great. And Jonathan, do you have like a, can you, can you remember like an aha moment that one of your youth scouts may have had that really meant a lot to you as a scoutmaster? Well, I think it's kind of the same way. You 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 have so many of those, and I I don't want to call them small because they're big in the lives of the youth. I mean, whether it's you know teaching them how to set up a tent for the first time, or you know they got flooded out the night before because they didn't, you know, fix their tarp right, and 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 you kind of show them those things. But you know, in terms of here at Skymont, uh, we've had the same thing. You know, whether it's the first time they got a chance to shoot a rifle. Uh, those types of things. But, you know, uh, sea base was a big one for us, being able to take a lot of the kids that they've never flown before. Uh, so that was huge for us. But a moment for me uh, happened yesterday, actually, here. And it wasn't even one of my uh, youth. Uh, I was sitting there at Polaris, and I was watching the young lady uh, trying to teach uh, a kid a, a sheet bed. He was the last one. Mm-hmm. And everybody else was off doing another activity. And she took the extra five or ten minutes to calm him down and when he got it, the look on his face was unbelievable. So the staff here, uh, to see them putting that kind of time and effort in, even though they're not the scoutmaster or whatever, and probably without as much training as what everybody else gets, was just, it made me really, really smile yesterday. So, Well, before we let both of y'all go, what do you think about the hot, uh, hot showers in the campsites now? Because, Jonathan, I know you've been up here. Uh, when it was just the regular old latrines, is that, is that a little different feeling for you? <laughs> it is different. Uh, the The kids are liking it. Uh, they're, mm-hmm. they're they're figuring out uh, which faucet they can turn on and off before it goes freezing cold, and you hear somebody <laughs> shrieking from the campsite. Uh, but as you know, we're day two now, so going into day three, I think it'll be a, a little less of that tonight. 
but uh, you know it. Uh, they're they're nice, and uh, I keep telling them, you guys keep it up uh, in terms of cleaning and things, and, and they're going to be here for a lot of years. Uh, just you know, listening to Phil talk, uh, you know, it's been here fifty years, and you know, we've met a lot of Eagle Scouts, you know, during our sales for the council that help build these buildings. When they come talk to us, they're like, mm-hmm. I remember when I, you know. They had us put the mortar on, and I helped build the Ranger one and the admin building and the whole thing. So to have those kind of memories that if they can, they may not have helped build it, but they were able to kind of keep it up and and, and get the campsite ready for it, you know, to be telling somebody that, you know, 30, 40 years from now, too. So Yeah, really, uh, one of the things I I have is the the Dutch oven. So there's just a lot of different uh, activities and things to do here, but one of the things they did was a, a, a kind of a dutch oven cook for the for the leaders and uh cliff uh, mccormick i believe is his name uh, cooked up some awesome food last night hold on and cliff is still here where he didn't go home last week huh <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, so, i mean yeah some of the stuff that he he made last night was i mean from the from the cornbread to uh eggplant parmesan i mean i didn't even think like you'd make that in a dutch oven and i mean it just mm-hmm. turned out turned out great Somebody has told me that he stole my chocolate lava cake recipe and has made it his own and has been... Well, you'll have to take that up with him. I can neither confirm nor deny that there's been some delicious chocolate lava cake. (laughs) We're going to have to find Cliff. (laughs) Well, gentlemen, to both of y'all, thank you so much for joining us uh, on today's podcast, Scout on Chattanooga. Before you get out of here, we have a special limited edition patch for you. Again, thank you all for joining us. Fellas, any final words before we wrap this thing up? Well, I I certainly don't want to lose sight of how difficult it is to be a troop leader. And, you know, a lot of our volunteers, you know, they don't get the thanks that they deserve. So if you don't hear it from anybody else, just say thank you so much for what you do. It really does make a difference. And we know it's not easy. And uh, we know you make those decisions to do it because you care about young people, your children and others. And that really does make a difference. And I believe in it thoroughly and just can't say thank you enough. Well, I, I think from my standpoint, you know, um, I, I'm really thrilled at the breadth of geography that we get to to witness here um at skymont we get units that come in from texas louisiana florida virginia missouri we've had them from you know from the carolinas georgia tennessee we've had them from all over come here and um and i i think it's a it's a testimony to the program that our staff put on um to the facilities that our camp ranger maintains and, and helps us to improve um but I think the the thing that's really great is that we've got leaders from across the country that are willing to take kids um, where perhaps travel is not doesn't make it convenient, but it makes it an adventure. And um, Brent, while we have you here, when this podcast comes out, we know that Skymont Summer Camp has wrapped up. Our staff, literally as this is coming up, is wrapping up, uh, making sure that camp is is winterized and ready for maybe some fall events going on here. But if you are listening to this podcast and you're thinking you're already thinking about summer camp for next year or just some other events, you can unit camp up here as well. Um, Brent, who do they contact? How do they how do they get a hold of the council to be able to do some unit camping up here or maybe even get some more information about next year's summer camp up here? Absolutely. So there are a number of ways that you can get in touch with us about, uh, you know, we do um, make SkyMon available year round for unit camping. And of course, we have other district and council wide um, events that occur up here. Um, you can follow us on uh, our 
website www.cherokeeareabsa.com or www.skymont.org you can also find us on facebook um, both skymont and the cherokee area council have facebook pages uh, with loads of pictures and information um, and of course you can always call us at the council office at 423-892-8323 um, and they will get you in touch with uh, with the appropriate folks to to hook you up with our events and and calendar planning um, and and find a space for you here at camp you want to come spend a weekend and enjoy enjoy the tall trees the breeze and the shade we'll find a way to get you up here we got to say wood badge coming up this fall the first and last weekend of september and then also for all you cubs that are out there listening leaders um, we have cub scout camping going on up here coming up this fall in october that's the last two weekends of october absolutely our cub and uh, cub and family camp um, last two weekends in October, uh, and that's going to be a great time. We'll uh, hopefully be enjoying some similar weather to what we're getting today. That would be absolutely fantastic. All right, Jared, any final words before we skedaddle on over to the Steakmaster dinner? I'm going to call it a Steakmaster. The Steakmaster dinner. You know, I kind of like that, actually, the Steakmaster dinner. That's a good uh, That's a good name for it, actually. Um, I tell you, it's just an amazing day up here, you know. Mm -hmm. And I would say, as I do often, that any day, not at home, not in the office, but at Skymont Scout Reservation is a better day than it could be anywhere. But when you have amazing weather like you get most of the time here, uh, it's outstanding to be. And so it's just wonderful to be up here again. Thank you for making live happen. Live on My the pleasure. live on the mountain again. Live, live at Skymont. That's great. Looking forward to having Sean back and being back in his studio next month for our next episode. And I'm sure that he'll be excited that we didn't make fun of him any on today's podcast at nope, all. Not a we? bit. Yep. Not one single bit. Well, to all of our guests that have joined us, uh, we thank y'all so much. Thank you for making Skymont Scout Reservation happen. Uh, to each and every one of you listening, I know that a lot of you had things to do with making Skymont Scout Reservation happen. Whether it's weekend camping up here or maybe coming up for an OA service day, whatever the case may be, thank you for making the last 50 years of Skymont Scout Reservation what it is thank y'all we will uh, see you again next episode of scout on chattanooga and until then uh, you can always get more information about our programs cherokee area bsa.com we'll see y'all next time this has been another episode of scout on chattanooga presented by the cherokee area council bsa to learn more about scouting in the Tennessee Valley, join a unit or donate and become a friend of scouting, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.org. And be sure to join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And use the hashtag TNGAScouts to stay up to date with the youth leaders in our area. Are you ready to take your leadership skills to the next level? Whether you're a new volunteer or a veteran scouter, Wood Badge is for you. Wood Badge is the BSA's advanced training program for adult leaders and is coming to the Cherokee Area Council this fall. Scouters will acquire valuable tools such as listening, communicating, conflict management, project planning, and leading change. All skills that will deliver an improved program and a more meaningful experience for the youth we serve. 
Additionally, you'll make lasting connections with other leaders from across our council. Wood Badge is a five-day course spread over two weekends, September 8th to the 10th and September 30th to October 1st, held at beautiful Skymont Scout Reservation. To learn more about Wood Badge and to register, visit CherokeeAreaBSA.com. Space is limited, so don't miss this opportunity. Wood Badge, leadership for scouting, leadership for America. 